Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perrette. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, vaccine propaganda is coming at us from all angles to the point where I give it the rare title of a trielectic. Now, I'm not sure it fits exactly with three competing things, but kind of does. And in any case, there is a desired synthesis that is at the end of this, maybe uh, a two part agenda. What? So the first thing that's coming at us is this cry of vaccine shortages. Vaccines are getting mishandled. They're getting misused. They're getting misprioritized. People aren't able to get to them. It's really a problem. People are demanding those vaccines. Teachers want priority. They're looking at who gets it first and why. I mean, these things are in high demand. But there's a huge problem because many people are vaccine hesitant. Many people don't want the vaccine. So that's a big problem. We really need to get to people who are worried about fertility or know the history of African-Americans and the medical establishment in this country. People who are hesitant for valid reasons in the past or under, under other circumstances, but not this time. I mean, this time, everybody depends on you getting the vaccine. So you must join the ranks clamoring for vaccines. And then... There's the, all the stories of even even the military, a third of the people in the military are not getting the vaccines. That's actually an interesting story because normally they force them to get vaccines. And these are the most <laughs> vaxxed to the max subgroup in this country that there is. And the reason that they are not being forced to get this vaccine is that it was not FDA approved. I keep saying that it's just authorized, emergency authorized. So they are not permitted to force them. And that may be a key to the last element, which is anti-vaxxers are the new anti-maskers. So they're not, I bet they are not going to end up mandating. I never really thought they would. I thought it would be that soft fascism where, where private every companies, single hmm? private companies do it. Yeah, every single business is in control of everything you do. And if they are co-opted, then they're going to get it done. But if the way anti-maskers were the ones who were, well, if it weren't for anti-maskers, it wouldn't still be spreading. If it weren't for anti-maskers, we could open the restaurants up again. If it weren't for people who just did not take all these protocols seriously, now you're going to have anti-vaxxers. And because they are not taking it seriously, they are a risk out there in the world. We still have to use our masks, our social distancing, all of that stuff. So nothing is going to change. Yeah, nothing changes. <laughs> so they motivate you to do the vaccine because they say that will save everything. But they're already setting us up to see that it will never do it. And that's where I think it all comes together. And then in the end, you're going to have the kind of vax apartheid. You're going to have this underclass that's blamed for all the ills of the world who are not permitted to get on planes, who live. I, I like to joke that it's the tunnel people. Hopefully it'll be the outlanders who actually have land. But if it's the tunnel people, it's the tunnel people. But there it's going to be that vax apartheid. Yeah, you hear these stories about the worry, the fear that the rich people or people in power are going to cut in line and steal the vaccines from the people who need it first. Yet, on the other side of it, you hear all the stories that you just mentioned, the, the vaccine hesitancy and all the military ranks and 
other areas like the NBA. So you wouldn't think that you would have to do such a propaganda push if there were so many people who just wanted to jump and cut in line. But then you have these vaccine hesitancy people. And in the NBA, some of the players apparently are expressing their apprehension towards accepting invitations to participate in league-sponsored public service announcements to bolster the broader acceptance of the vaccine because the players themselves are hesitant to receive it. This seems to be a story that you might go, oh, okay, good. At least they're asking questions in the NBA, these players. That's great. And they might actually be. But what this story actually is, in my opinion, is a propaganda angle that's being used as a tactic where they are meeting the target audience where they are. So the target audience is the black community. And a lot of people in that community, apparently, and I believe this, are hesitant to get it because of the past history of vaccinations and stuff like that in the African-American community. And so... If they see the players representing the same point of view that they are, then that's going to build that trust. Their role models feel the same way that they do. So you take the public from A to B to vaccine. You take them from where they are to where you want them to be by showing that progression in NBA players. Here's the NBA guy, same place you are. And now they're going to see the public transition of NBA players to accepting the vaccine and promoting it. I expect LeBron James to be at the forefront. You know, I have a thought in connection to that and the military thing. When I was reading the story from a military website, it said that the reason the some of the laws have changed about vaccinating the troops is that there was a an anthrax vaccine that was really pushed to there are hundreds of thousands of soldiers got this and it had terrible side effects. Now, to the extent that they have a there's a disproportionate number of African-Americans in the military, they may have a really current memory of someone they know being injured by this or at least being scared of it. Like, I don't think it's ancient history. I don't think it's just the black community having these age old um mistreatment at the hands of the medical establishment, they may just be well aware of complications that actually happen from vaccinations. Yeah, I'm sure that they are. They probably definitely have people that experienced it. So it's justified their hesitation and some incentives are being given out by the NBA to try and get NBA players that are hesitant to go on this journey to acceptance. Some of these Incentives being that the the league want to incentivize and educate the players. One of the ways they're going to incentivize them is tell them that if they get the vaccine, then they could loosen up the quarantine and testing protocols. So it's a hostage situation that we have going here. You know what I think is it may be. So if they're allowed to loosen up the quarantine and maybe let outside people in, do you think they're going to let in people, you know, not maybe not in the next couple of months while it's still up in the air, but over time, that bubble, you think they're going to let in unvaccinated people or just vaccinated people? Great point. Just the vaccinated people, most likely. That's the the apartheid rising. Yeah, that brings into clarity anyway why they're giving these statements of even if you get the vaccine all these other things you still aren't going to be able to get out of quarantine because they need to hold that incentive over people's heads and modeling it in the nba i think is, is where it starts they're never going to give up that that control mechanism so the incentive you're you're never it's just like moving the goalpost you're never going to reach the bar where they say okay enough people are vaccinated that those free riders are going to get away with it never yeah another incentive is there threats of canceling the playoffs if they aren't enough people enough players vaccinated so we'll cancel your job if you don't bend the knee and also mandatory what i'm calling propaganda meetings where the nba will be working to educate teams and players on the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine with mandatory team seminars with experts quote experts Adam oh my Silver. gosh 
Yeah. It reminds me of when Steph Curry said something about the moon landing. Yeah, and, and then he went boy, the, right. the experts <laughs> beat the living crap out of him. A message, you can, and that, that's a great example, actually, of what I think they're doing. They showed they showed Stephen Curry having a position that people believe. Then they showed his public flogging and then his transition through education to another belief. I think that's what's going on here. Adam Silver said, the, the NBA guy, the head of the NBA, he said, if the resistance continues, it would be very much a double whammy to the black community because the only way out of this pandemic is to get vaccinated. I, I saw that. That really stuck in my craw. I mean, <laughs> if you define pandemic as a a government psyop, then yeah, he's right. That, because that's what they've decided. I mean, it reminds me of the Texas thing we can talk about in a little bit. It's like it's it's all government made. I mean, they're gonna they're showing you the path, but they have laid that path. That's why it's the only path, because that's why they got us into this problem in the first place. And and there it's not just the propaganda upfront psyop stuff that's at work with this pandemic or with the vaccine rollout. There's stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't see. I read an article from, I think still December, pre-Biden article in the New York Times saying Trump is talking about how the military is going to be in the front lines here and whatever. And the whole article was about how they are actually not going to be in the front lines, but they are going to be behind the scenes. And now all the things that I'm hearing about FEMA camps and how um, the airplanes and the storage facilities, everything that is going on behind the scenes is all like military and government. But they, they're not showing you black helicopters because it would really feel freaky. But this distribution thing is being rolled out. A lot like the the event 201 kind of told us it would be with this high level government. And, and this started under Trump and it, it makes it, it they want to make it look like we still have federalism. We still have states. We still have um, that destroys stuff. But really, I think this is actually massive military operation. This is what Biden has been talking about when he's been saying we need to get more vaccinators. We have the vaccines, but we need more people to put the vaccinations in people's arms. He always that, enunciates I mean, vaccinators. And I think that's the military he's talking about. Oh, maybe, maybe I there was one thing I. Uh, I noticed when I was reading, maybe I was reading some of the NBA stuff, but all the vaccine people are want to get ahead of the list and all of this. And I and and when that chick said she was afraid that it might have fertility issues, that's a, a recurring theme. And yeah. I think it's, you know, and so when and this really annoys me, I think it's John Saucier, the Fox headlines guy. He's like got that nice voice. He's a talking head guy. And so they, they he's done this numerous times and it really annoys me. So there's a clip of a woman saying, I am afraid because or of a reporter saying that this woman is afraid because she doesn't know what the fertility implications are. She's not generally afraid of vaccinations, but she just doesn't know. So then the news anchor gets on and says, <laughs> this is <laughs> we're talking about the RNA vaccine, which it's it's like an email. It goes into your body and it tells your body, your immune system, what to do. And then it, it leaves your body. And, and I'm thinking, first of all, that is not how email works. You know what I mean? I have. I swallow emails all the time. <laughs> and they don't leave. I have one hundred and eighty thousand unread emails. Yeah. Unread. The red ones really don't go anywhere. So it's not how it works. And 
how the hell does this guy know? Wait. It just disappears. He said it literally just disappears from red. I'm like, are you just reading that off a piece of paper? Because that's not what the studies say. The studies say, we think, we hope, maybe, maybe it disappears too fast and doesn't even work. Maybe it gets in there and really messes you up. Yeah, like, so I was going to say, know. maybe it is like email. All the spam gets in your body and infects it with a virus and then shuts down your system. Perhaps he's... <laughs> And here's the thing that has that I've noticed, uh, like when I read that gene therapy problem that they were having yesterday, uh, the risks of gene therapy. I think I read it in the page 15 that one of the things one of the risks is that it doesn't target the right cells. So the benefit of the mRNA or the DNA is that it's 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 not going into your gametes. You're not changing the genetic profile of future generations it's just you, and maybe it'll screw you up, but it won't screw any else up. But what if it does? What if it does get into uh, reproductive cells? I mean, yeah. I doubt it, but it might, and it may, it may affect your health and your ability to bear offspring because they don't know how it attacks. Uh, you know, it, there are risks to it, is all. There are risks. So for this guy to act like, and, and then he summed it up by saying there is no reported evidence of this vaccine impairing fertility. They didn't no re- let pregnant people into the freaking Right. Trials. There's no reported evidence. Yeah. That doesn't even mean there's no evidence. Just not reported evidence. There's, there's yeah. no reported evidence. Only it's buried like, well, evidence of the vaccine. If, if you're the reporters, I'm pretty sure we're not getting any reported evidence of it, anything else. So, no, I mean, I, I think they intentionally don't put those people. You know, so, if they, oh, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, if they really want to get certain groups of people to lessen their vaccine hesitancy, this seems ridiculous, but I'm serious. This would actually have an impact is you have like a Q drop or something. So it can't come from the mainstream media. It has to target, it has yep. to target something that goes like a Q drop or something and conspiracy uh, um, media that is very subtle that reports of the vaccine and they're trying to cover this up have given people super strength, have given people better vision, <laughs> have given people better. I'm serious. Like if they started leaking you know, misinformation like that, that would get people to go, OK, they don't want us to get it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I expect from Tucker Carlson. People say, like, oh, Tucker, he's different. I'm like, he's definitely not different. Well, then why would he say all this truth? I'm like, because they need some credible person yeah. in the mainstream. They need somebody who hasn't completely lost the, the 70 million. But what I was thinking about was that the way the gene therapy ones, the Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, those ones are kind of full steam ahead. And the people who are getting them are, first of all, the weakest people. So the old people, the most vulnerable, the people who weren't in the trials, that feels like it could be really overly culling that herd. Like if you go back and I've talked about this so many times, but it's always relevant that the report from Iron Mountain said one of the problems with war is that it kills the healthy people. We need war that kills sick people and old people and like defectives. Yeah, that's what it said. And yeah. And so I so there's one vaccine that's conventional, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and that just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. It's not an option. People right now who are getting the vaccine are getting the experimental gene vaccines. And I just wonder if they're 
you know, if there's if it's a coincidence that they're the AstraZeneca one, which is the hardcore DNA one, is going to poor people. The Moderna and Pfizer, which is the mRNA one, is going to old people and sick people, most vulnerable people, people on the front lines. By the J, by the time J and J comes out, that's when it's going to be the NBA players or um, you know healthy people. So that I, I don't know if there is anything to that but i think it's curious that the j and j one which is the more conventional one is the one that is having more rollout problems just yeah fauci's been talking for. about how most people are going to have the vaccine or be able to get the vaccine by around may and then sometimes it says a little bit later so that's interesting that that and, one is not going to be ready until after until end of june yeah Right. Kids are in in the summer. I just I don't know. I don't maybe they're just pushing it back because they want to get these out. I really don't know. But I, I, they, it's curious to me that the J&J one keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they're just trying to kill old people. I wouldn't be surprised. Like the Seattle woman who walked six miles to through the snow to go get the vaccine. <laughs> you might have heard the story. She during the the winter snow in Seattle, she couldn't keep this woman from getting the vaccine. She had been trying to set it up. She got her appointment and it snowed and she wasn't going to let the snow stop her. So she marched three miles there, got the vaccine. This is a 90 year old woman, had to wait 15 minutes to make sure she didn't drop dead. Right. Because you got to do that. And then they said, OK, you didn't drop dead. You're on your way back home. Walk three more miles in the snow to get home. Nobody wanted to give her a ride or anything. Just that another piece so of weird. vaccine propaganda. A woman 90 decides to risk her life to go get it. March uphill but both ways, I'm sure. It's really Mario Cuomo who is after the old people. Oh, Cuomo. Yeah, Cuomo's been in the news today because it was revealed by one of his staffers and the left media has reported on this that they were covering up the numbers in the the nursing homes because they didn't want to get investigated by the Trump administration. But kind of an offshoot story of this today, which is ridiculous in and of itself, but CNN has released a statement today because Chris Cuomo hasn't covered his brother's cover up here of the death numbers. He hasn't mentioned it at all. And people are upset about that because he Chris Cuomo used to have Andrew Cuomo on his show every day to talk about the vac- talk about the coronavirus. And they would do these stupid joking around segments. And everybody wants to know why Chris Cuomo hasn't had his brother on the show to talk about this subject. And CNN released a statement that said, The early months of the pandemic crisis were an extraordinary time. We felt that Chris speaking with his brother about the challenges of what millions of American families were struggling with was a significant human interest piece. As a result, we made an exception to a rule that we have had in place since 2013, which prevents Chris Cuomo from interviewing and covering his brother, Andrew Cuomo. And that rule remains in place today. (laughs) So we saw an exception to the rule before, but now we're back to the standard. He is prohibited from interviewing his brother. Because it was a feel good thing. But yeah. I think I think the Cuomo thing I, that I don't think anything's going to come of the investigation. I doubt Andrew Cuomo is going to all of a sudden become a scapegoat for anything. Probably has to take a little heat. But it seems to me that the protocol and you know what, maybe it's a distraction that they were saying, well, he forced covid people back into nursing homes. That just presumes that it is contagious the way they say it is. But I think that the more uh, the 
bigger smoking gun is the connection between ventilator use and deaths at, at that time, especially in New York. That was a pretty damning study that they did. But now just recently, just today, it came out a very, I would say, misleading study. I think it was maybe the CDC, some official organization said that life expectancy for Americans across racial groups is down one year down for white Americans, two for Hispanics and three for black people. So when you look at life expectancy, it means a baby born right now is expected to live to what age uh, at their death. So it's set, it was 78 or 79. Now it's 77. And I thought this is and, and they're blaming the pandemic. And I thought that is insane, because if it's going to take three years off the life uh, of the average baby, that's a lot of yeah. years and and it's very far out into the future. So I actually read the study a little bit and they said, well, there could also be a drug overdose factor. We don't know how much. And that's foreshadowing to the suicide thing, which they are going to finally start covering after the lockdowns have done their damage. Then they said, oh, we decided for no apparent reason to use provisional death data, not final death data. And only from the beginning of the year, because that's all we had, but we wanted to make sure we captured some of the COVID stuff. So seasonal death, I've talked about this from the very beginning. Seasonal death is much higher in the beginning of the year. The provisional data, it gets restated. It's highly um, unreliable. That's why it just kept moving around. What is provisional data? It means that they, it, I watched it very closely. It's that all the death certificates and stuff are reported and they get reported up to the CDC, but the CDC cannot record more than what they get. They don't estimate it. So it takes like eight weeks for them to get all of the death data. Okay. So they can revise it. They can, I mean, they could conceivably reclassify like they did in Italy, people who they said died with COVID instead of of COVID. Like that was a major reclassification. Yeah, it's like a first Italy. draft almost. Yeah. I mean, it seemed to me that, that the numbers were corrupt from the point of death certificate. So I don't know how much of a difference that made, but the seasonality makes a huge difference because yeah. the death toll dipped after that. But what was most important to me was that they made no provision whatsoever that this was supposedly this historic year of a pandemic of, uh, you know, um, hundred year kind of proportions that we were about to get under control with this lifetime of vaccinations. So, so are these babies expected to suffer the same death rate as the 2020 black swan event? It's, they did not adjust for that. So that seems like it would be a big factor. It just it feels like a very corrupted study from official agencies pushed through the media. And it's just totally in keeping. And I was reading something about how the CDC has certain accountability. And I I suspected this all along that people might get in trouble for this little detail or that little detail. And that is exactly why I thought Johns Hopkins was the one who was the quote, according to the Wall Street Journal, the gold standard for covid data. Because because the CDC has some accountability. So that's why I could read the study and tell you what's wrong with the study, because then they don't have to seem like it's uh, it's misleading. But of course, it is very misleading. Yeah, these science institutes, Edward Bernays promoted a long time ago and this continued use of science institutes to push propaganda, even creating fake science and science institutes to do research so that you can then have your studies to push forward. And this is getting abused worldwide. Let's see. I want to. 
Let's do a little on-air producing. I want to. I want <laughs> to talk about Trump tunnel Trump and Trump on Hannity in okay. the Patron Fifteen, along right. with um, is Rush Jim Morrison. I think I have the answer. Oh, wow. and uh, and I want to hear about your. Very sweet Dolly Parton story. Yes. Dolly Parton is so sweet. My favorite story of the day. And I also, for our last story of the day, I still have a lot of good stories. So maybe Patron 15 is going to go long. But for the last story of the day, I want to read a tweet that JJ Boogie sent us that uh, I feel like it may be, it's from the NSA. And it may be foreshadowing a little bit of a, a cultural undercurrent that we're going to see over the next four years. But before we get to all those stories, that'll be the last big story in the patron in the uh, free 30. Maybe we can squeeze something else in if we have time. But before we get to all of that, I would like to give a big shout out to one of our funnest sponsors. He's so fun. He comes up with such great stuff that I cannot, in good conscience, replace his hilarious commercial with words from the heart. And I do have words from the heart of very fun stuff from this guy. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great Great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. Everybody loves that commercial, so I couldn't not play it. It is. Yeah. But I did want to say that uh, if you do go to Ryguys, W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S dot com, use Prop 10 as a promo code because he's actually a fan and a listener. All of our sponsors are. But I want him to know that we're, we're going to give back a little bit. Even if you just go peruse the site, kind of reminds me of despair.com. It's very funny. And if you uh, are also a big fan of the show and a solid listener of all our awesome free content and also our Patreon content, then you might like our Rockfin content. It's more in the vein of our classic, the original propaganda report before we did the Drive Time News Blast, Real Deep Dives for Binkley Finds. The the conspirators, the plotters, I, I the the guy, the globalists who literally apparently are running the world, making videos for each other where they tell each other how <laughs> how to run the world, what's next, what they're up to. It's really eye opening. What was the most recent one? I think that one was quite eye opening. Davos deconstructed. We went through many of the Davos videos and we kind of took apart what they're doing, what their plans are moving forward with the Great Reset. I mean, it opens with the funniest thing. They show all these slides of like all the conspiracy theories yeah. that are emerging around them. And I'm like, everyone, I'm like, yes, that's so true. Even, even, 
uh, LibertyGear.net, the mask that he made for us, the Obey mask, yeah. it actually opens with that scene from They Live or for a clip from They Live. I mean, it's, it was uncanny. So that was a great one. You can get to that right now. We The way it works is we provide hours per like four or five hours a month of at least of exclusive video just for Rockfin, these deep dives that you're familiar with from Binkley and me. So, but if you joined through one of those videos, you're one of our subscribers, but you get to watch all of the content from everybody else. And it's really growing. It's actually, I think it's awesome. And at this point, it's almost the only place we put videos. So we'll put the videos of other interviews we do. We put non-exclusive stuff up there too. But because our regular videos get taken down, it's really annoying. Yeah. And uh, so, but what I have right now is we do a special offer for people who want to be patron saints and also Rockfin subscribers. So if you want to get all of our content, if you get all, you can join Patreon and join Rockfin. And instead of paying $20 for a patron saint, we will give you the patron saint membership for 11 because you can, we're not allowed to give away the Rockfin stuff. So the Rockfin stuff is around 10. And for, so for 21 bucks, you get absolutely all of our content. So first join Rockfin, then let us know, either message us on Patreon or send us an email, the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. For that special offer, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Hopefully, I'll see it. Yeah, it's rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Exactamundo. So, I really love that. And in the meanwhile, regardless of where you shake out in the subscription um, field for us, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. This is how we get new listeners. It makes a big difference to us. We're really trying to grow our listenership before we get took down from all the big tech because we're going to be in the tunnels. I want your email. I want to send you uh, how to get to us there. But first, let's grow the listenership. And now on with the show. So I actually have a... I'm going to read that tweet, but I, I have I had a little more I have so many freaking stories today, which I thought things were getting so boring without Trump. But <laughs> yeah. we've got some stuff. But what J.J. Boogie sent me was very funny. It was the NSA. I mean, I actually wondered if it was a parody account. It has a check mark. It says at NSA gov for the next hashtag 40 days. Many Americans will reflect on their faith and participate in self-examination practices in preparation for Easter. While these days can prove challenging, NSA remains on mission in defense of the nation 24-7. And I don't know if they did that last year when the government shut down the whole country just in time for us to all miss Easter mass and everything. But I wonder if this is a reflection of the fact that and like nobody, I, I just this has not registered with me. Biden is only the second Catholic yeah. and second non-Protestant uh, wasp, I guess. Yeah. President ever after JFK. I mean, he's a horrible excuse for a Catholic, but <laughs> ugh. but uh, especially with the with Christians being kind of lumped in with this domestic terrorism, at least certain groups of Christians. Well, maybe they're trying to separate out the Christian and the Catholic thing, because I did notice a huge article in the Wall Street Journal. I think it was a weekend thing, and it was kind of a cover article of a pullout section that said, does Catholic 
social teaching give us the answer to today's problems? And I was like, first of all, social Catholic teaching is basically secular, humanist, non-traditional Catholic, like what the Pope is. It's just... It's none of his, it's like the, the Trump going after pedophiles. It's, it's not the, the Pope does not need to go after the environment, the climate, yeah. like the people have their jobs. These are leaders who have their jobs. So I think of, of the, of the Catholic social teaching is actually a, is like Catholicism being hijacked. It's very earthly. Agree, yeah. And so maybe they're going to look to the Catholics as being, separate from the kind of fundamentalist Christian Bible thumping quotes Q type. Yeah. I think as the, the Pope's role as a, we and the broader public understand it, not his job, the Pope's role as he's told in private when nobody else is listening, definitely his job to propagate about climate you know, change and other social issues. I, I asked some, I had the occasion to talk to somebody who I think is like the most connected in that, higher echelons of world power. I've, I've rubbed elbows over the oh, years yeah? just a few times with with people like just because of my jobs as investment banking meet CEOs and stuff. And uh, I asked him, I had the opportunity to talk to him and I just threw this question out. I said, who do you think is the most powerful person in the world? And he said, I'll answer that question. And he said, and I'm not talking about influence. I'm talking about real power. This is what the guy said. He said, the Pope. He said, your Pope is what he said. I, I think I, that sounds so, believable to me. That's just interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Because I would have th thought of him as being a, a puppet like everybody else, but real well, power. I think both things can be true at the same time. They can be puppets for the people that we don't see, but the influence that comes from the messages he delivered. Made, he emphasized that he was not talking about influence. Oh, so he, he said, wasn't talking about he public said, influence. He said, I'm not talking about influence. I'm talking about really? power. So Pat, yes. behind the scenes power, he's saying. Well, power. Yeah. It's power. That's I interesting. I know. You have to interpret it. I didn't get a chance to pick his brain at length, but I just, I, that always stuck with me. I was like, that's a little more than, than what we think of. So whatever yeah. he's up to, I think, I think he's probably up to. Big time, no good. Like, I think that guy is really. Yeah, I think, you know, he I'm sure he doesn't give one. I, I, my guess is he doesn't care at all about the climate. Obviously, it's part of the globalist agenda. He's doing his part. I don't think anyone's sitting him down to tell him, you know, he's like, give me the memo. I'll read it. I'll sign it, whatever. But there is a bigger picture at work, I think, with that guy. I would love to hear some hidden audio of the Pope behind closed doors. I don't know how that would ever actually happen. but I don't know how much he speaks English. That's been a complaint is that his stuff gets translated. And so we may not even really know what he's actually like writing yeah. and stuff. You know, you some people will know, but there's always that that intermediary that can make a subtle change. Yeah. So this NSA tweet does this mean that the NSA is not going to be giving up spying on us for Lent? I think that's correct. You can rest easy knowing that Thank the NSA goodness. is is has a little. <laughs> Sometimes little I wake camera. up screaming in the middle of the night, run to my laptop webcam, and say, <laughs> sure "Oh my close. god!" For a second, I thought the NSA wasn't watching over me. <laughs> then you realize that Mark yeah. Zuckerberg is actually. He's like him with his little piece of tape on his laptop. Yeah. <laughs> we don't no such luxury here. Or who would want that when they could actually be watching? I mean, I have no privacy, but I'm happy. 
There you go. So I've got so much for the patient 15. Maybe some of it will spill over to tomorrow's free 30. I want to tell you a little bit more about the Texas PSYOP. And I had this stuff about the Lincoln Project for you. All right. Well, Delivering. I look forward to hearing that. I always love hearing about the Lincoln oh, Project. <laughs> and I have a few shout outs. I'm sorry. Oh, go for it. Uh, first of all, I wanted to shout out tomorrow, Bob. He has been giving me some good insights into what's happening in Texas. He's there in Texas. He's got some ideas. He has a podcast called Conversations About Freedom. It's excellent. I've been on it. He's uh, He also has a Twitter account at Bob Marl on Twitter. He's a big supporter of ours, and I'm very grateful to him. I'm sure he's got uh, his own stuff he needs to support. So I appreciate that. I wanted to tell people uh, to mark your calendars on Saturday, February 20th at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. We are doing Ask Adam the Agorist. Agorist. It's Saturday afternoon live at the Propaganda Report YouTube. You can find it pinned to my Twitter and you can also find it. I posted it in Patreon. And that's Adam from Deborah Gets Wet Red Pilled. People love him. Yeah. And this week's DPP is a VIP TPP. So if you're a friend of the show or a patron saint, we are going to have an intimate but lively cocktail party on Friday. And I wanted to say thank you to some new and old patrons. So we have some brand new patrons, CK from the UK. That means he gets a special invitation to the Zoom party because he can't make the DPPs. Joanna, Troy, thank you so much for your support. And Andy, I, and Ashley, longtime patron saints, they are a couple of our biggest supporters. So many, many thanks to them. And now on with the patron 15. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica's been telling you about, go to Propaganda Report slash patron and become a patron or rockfin.com slash Propaganda Report. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the Patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.